Well, hello there, fellow dabblers. I'm Renee. And I'm Caitlin. And this is Let's, Let's Dabble. Dabble. Hey there. How are you doing today, Caitlin? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good today, Renee. How are you doing? Good. I'm doing good. The caffeine's kicking in. That's good. We're doing great. <laughs> you sure? Do we need yeah. to take a break? <laughs> I'll have a break already. Uh, no, I'm doing, I'm doing great. Good. I'm doing great. So for those of you who have never listened before and you're new to the pod, we typically just go, th- I'm a writer, and we tend to just go through my random search history and discuss all the curious nonsense no one has any business researching. I actually, fun fact, this is not at all related <laughs> to what we are going to talk about today, but I spent a good part of the week researching cryptids. When I say researching, I mean like watching YouTube videos of cryptids that were caught on video. What are cryptids? Cryptids? Oh my goodness, we're doing an episode on this. Oh man. Cryptids are like like Bigfoot and Sasquatch and Mm. stuff like that. But there's also like the ones that don't really have names. Like there's this uh, there's this video of a bunch of like humanoid cryptids that were caught on camera, and it looks almost. These things that people have seen look like people, kind of, but there's something <laughs> off. So either they're completely bald and naked and oh, have weird. long limbs, and you're like, that's not quite human, but like maybe a little. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe a deformed human. I have so many theories. I watched. Of course you I do. I went down a rabbit hole, and I, didn't e- I don't even know what prompted it. I have no idea. I don't know what I was researching that led me to that, but I spent... It was a rabbit hole, though. I spent hours, I kid you not, at least at least three hours just watching, just watching <laughs> random crap on YouTube about cryptid sightings. It was, it was nuts. Man, this is something I'm going to have to research. I'm curious. Yeah. Bigfoot always fascinated me just because, like, if he's real, then why has no one ever found anything like a body? Mm-hmm. Or like or like real, yeah, like, yeah, like, like baby Bigfoot. He can't be. Like, he can't be like over a hundred years old. That's just not. <laughs> I don't know though, because then there's stuff in the ocean that's been hundreds of years old. True. So I don't know. <clears throat> You're not I, wrong. I'm not gonna be one of those like diehard believers, but there's because there's a bit of skeptic in me. Mm-hmm. But th- I've also been like, I mean, maybe we don't know everything in the world. You're not wrong. Everything You're not wrong. That's a fair point. Anyway. <laughs> crazy anyway that's like <laughs> random i was trying to come up with other random things that i'd researched to throw into this intro and like that's the only weird thing i've researched recently <laughs> i don't again no no relevance to actual <laughs> writing but i was like cryptids this yeah, is so cool weird creepy humanoids that scream at children in the woods <laughs> <laughs> that's what i've re- researched um anyway our topic today is circling back nothing to do with cryptids oh good I'm relieved to hear that. Right. We're going to be talking about the Highland Clearances, Hmm. which is not something that's discussed a lot in, like, American history classes. Hmm. Maybe, I don't know, in the UK, probably a lot. (coughs) It's probably discussed, at least in, like, the Scottish. The Scottish history. Yeah. Why is that, Renee? Um, (laughs) well, the Brits are dumb. I don't know. They... So uh, it's not relevant to American history, I guess, which is why a lot of uh, like traditional American history classes are like, mm-hmm. if, if it, it may be a paragraph in a history text. Briefly mentioned somewhere yeah. related to something. Right. Right. Um, we tend to focus on what Americans 
did wrong or right in mm-hmm. history. The, a, a lot of times, and I, I don't want to make this generalization necessarily, but a lot of times we like blame white people <laughs> for massacres yeah, and stuff. And that's, that's not strictly true. It's, I mean, humans are garbage, not just white people, you know, like some white people are. But also some black people, some Asians, some, you know, like a lot of people are garbage. Um, so in the UK, the Brits, it, the English caused so many problems. My grandpa, actually, I grew up with a grandfather who had this strong, he was not prejudiced against people in general. <laughs> just Brits. He hates Brits. And I never understood why, because we're so disconnected from England. Like, why do you care? Right. But it's been a couple like, centuries. Yeah, get over it. As like a teenager slash adult, I started hearing more about our family history. We actually do have a lot of a strong Scottish line. And um, Hmm. he likes to blame this. I feel like he just likes making fun of those of us who like British TV. (laughs) Because every time he comes in and sees it, he's just like, oh, the Brits. Those gross accents. It's kind of fun, though, because I feel like everyone's grandpa has like those fun phrases that they say, like, (laughs) darn it or darn tune it or what. It's always Brits. something. You never know. If it's not walking uphill both ways in a snowstorm, it's, it's something else. Right. He's always surprised, too, when he sees a pretty British woman on TV. He'll be like, she can't actually be British. She's got to be faking it. Oh, my god. So he's gosh. got this really harsh prejudice, and I never understood it. And yeah. then I researched more about the Highland Clearances, and I'm like, okay, well, if he, it came from a real place, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. When maybe. When we learned our family history here. So, so, yes, I am. I have a lot of Scottish in me. I also have, like, a little bit of German. A little bit of Native American, mm-hmm. a little bit of Scandinavian, I guess, <laughs> maybe. But wow, like a lot of Scottish. Stir the pot. Stir it. Scottish <laughs> Irish, and and the the Irish comes in because of the Highland clearances, actually. Oh, interesting. So we're gonna be touching a lot on. Uh, Renee family history today. Hey, um, I'm about it. I'm here yeah. for it. I honestly don't know anything about them, so I'm interested to learn, and I'm intrigued. It's a really fascinating part of British history because you don't you hear a lot about the british empire being jerks to everybody else yeah but you don't realize they were jerks to the people that are currently their people yeah like they weren't always their people the scots were not always part of the uk right yeah um in fact they have like a serious conflict throughout history like Mm -hmm. they hated each other for very long time before they finally were like i guess we can coexist without (laughs) killing each other today wow today, right now today. such progress yeah, it'll be great. so the actual the actual reason that i uh <clears throat> sort of researched the highland clearances was not family history at all oh it was arcus related okay. so uh one of the prequels that i was planning <clears throat> involved a keeper who uh sort of like his his time overlapped with the highland clearances okay. and he actually runs into a family of regent keepers that are from scotland in our world hmm. and so they are killed during this time period during this time period yeah they're killed during the highland clearances and their daughter becomes a, a prominent character in that prequel um so that's what kind of dragged me into that rabbit hole and then i was hmm. like oh my gosh my now i'm curious <laughs> yeah i found my family's name a couple times and i'm like look at us getting kicked out of scotland and all that we're great we're great we're great <laughs> we're doing great um so I'm kind of going to side with my grandpa, though, for most of... This is going to sound like a biased account of the Highland Clearances, just because I am, you know, I got the Scottish in me. So, um, <laughs> anyway, they the Brits are notorious for land grabs and violent takeovers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this conflict in 
Scotland started, well, it started eons ago, eons ago. But um, just to give you a little bit of history before we go into like what caused the Highland Clearances, what even are the Highland Clearances? Let's go back to English and Scottish politics pre-Highland Clearances. So they fought off, the Scots fought off the English um, attacks as early as like the 1200s. Like okay. They fought for centuries and they were like taking turns invading each other's land. You know, they're mm-hmm. kind of like on again, off again relationship kind of a thing. Okay. Um, and their monarchies were related, which made things worse because then it became family issues too. Right. You know, so that people are petty. They were petty. Let's be honest. They were petty. Um, I believe it. Yeah. They couldn't just live in peace. They had, we can't just get along and forgive each other. other. Right. So there's a few select times in history where the countries would coexist peacefully and they were ruled by the same person. I say peacefully is like very relative because... Obviously, there are grumpy people on both sides. Right, yeah. Who <laughs> so hold grudges like, and, yeah. 100% peaceful. But, yeah, so from 1603 to 1625, King James um, the sixth in Scotland. In England, he was considered King James the first. Okay. Um, he inherited both thrones, and this was because he was a steward. Now, the mm. steward line, which I'm also related to, is... Uh, Fun fact. The, <laughs> the, the, fan, the family tie between the two monarchies is that that bloodline so mary queen of scots was james's mother Hmm. and his father was her cousin because they did that then um henry stewart and so because of that he was entitled to both thrones and he kind of he really loved that and he called himself the king of all britain which you know he kind of was at that point yeah not everyone liked it but Mm -hmm. but But it's a fact yeah and then his successor um King Charles. So he didn't have a great time. Obviously, there were still conflicts. Mm -hmm. Mostly, and I found this interesting, most of the issues were caused by, like, some of it had religious undertones. Because the British, I don't know if any of you are aware of the British religious situation in history, but they've got the Church of England. Mm -hmm. It's a big deal. Yeah. They broke away from the Catholic Church. Because, Which was a know, big no-no. To divorce people. Yeah. There's a whole nother episode worth <laughs> of discussion of that situation. Um, but so they had the Church of England. So whenever they had like a Catholic on the throne, which mm-hmm. the Scots were prominently Catholic, Catholic. yeah. When they had a Scot on the or a Catholic on the throne, they were like, mm, we don't like it. You're not adhering <laughs> to our religious dictates. Yeah. Because like, most of their religious leaders were political mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And so they they like. Nope, mm-hmm. no bueno. And that was a fairly common thing back then. A lot of times religion and um, government were not separated. And I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people had issues with, you know, separation of church and state. Like, that's why it's yeah. a thing in America. People are like, so historically, bad. this doesn't go well, so we're just going to avoid that, which, you know, makes sense. Yeah, but. I, yeah I see why it, it caused conflict, especially mm-hmm. here. And being the pro-Scot that I am, I'm going to blame the Church of England for this <laughs> conflict. Um, because they didn't just hate Catholics, okay? Yeah. They hated Jews. They hated Muslims. They hated literally mm-hmm. any other Protestant yep. except them. Literally any other type of Christianity yeah. as well as any other type of religion as a whole. Right. Which is quite interesting if you look at it historically because it really probably did spur, and I wouldn't necessarily say cause, so it probably did spur a lot of the issues you had religiously speaking in mm-hmm. England at the time. Anyway, moving Church on. Kind of a bunch of jerks. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. No and the root of a lot of, you know, 
religious issues yeah. that have been like a thing that's common in today. Like, for example, you know, like the idea that people who are Christian are going to preach on the side of the streets, you're going to hell, like things like that can commonly be rooted and associated with the Catholic church as well. If you go yeah. back far enough. So there are a lot of things that aren't great that are associated with the Catholic church. Yeah. Thanks guys. We appreciate you. Thanks guys. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. Now, again, this is like, this or, I'm sorry, the every, not the Catholic church, the, the English the, church, church but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is also like not the everyday <laughs> church of England goer mm -hmm. or, and not even the everyday Catholic church goer. This is like the political players who are mm -hmm. using their religion to manipulate the masses. The so power and authority even, of that. It comes yeah. with it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, not even to, you know, not to mock anybody's denomination right now, but politically speaking at this point in history, like, the politics were like the religions were politically charged. Yeah. And that is the problem. <laughs> that right there is the Let problem. me be clear. So, yeah. So there's a couple generations of rulers after King James um, who were of the Stuart line mm. who ruled both. And they continued to attempt to rule both. Uh, Charles the first, for example, he didn't have great luck. He tried to rule both countries and the Scots didn't like that. He's like, no, this is getting stupid. So he was killed. <laughs> He was killed. I couldn't find who killed him, but it's... But he died. There. He's dead. Bye-bye. Um, <laughs> and the countries were ruled by a parliament for 11 years. Now, I don't know if uh, who's familiar with how the British government works right now, but mm -hmm. the, the king and queen, like, have act no actual power because mm. it's a parliamentary yeah. monarchy. It, basically, it's close enough to a democracy that they... I don't know. They're not an absolute monarchy. Back then, that's part of the struggle with the Highland Clearances, too, they fluctuated between a mm -hmm. parliament and an absolute monarchy, which caused issues. See, For I mean, lots of reasons. <laughs> lots of things that contributed. You just need to draw the, sun, the line in the sand and yeah. call it one thing or another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it sucks, gets, but. It gets real messy, mm -hmm. too, because even if you side with one side religiously, mm -hmm. some people would side with them the other side politically. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we'll get. We'll it get gets confusing. <laughs> it gets confusing. We'll get to that in a second because the absolute <clears throat> monarch in this situation that led to the Highland Clearance, I actually agree with, hmm. even though I don't agree with the concept of absolute monarchy because yeah. it's too much power for one person. Oh, for sure. So, like, politically, I agree with what they did to him. Okay. Don't agree the reason. <laughs> right. It's religious, political. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, okay. Where all those things get brought up and it's yeah. a big whole it's hot mess. mess. <laughs> and they're like, they're manipulative. Anyway. Yeah. Let's, let's get back on track, Renee. Okay, timeline. <laughs> timeline that I've mapped out. Okay, King Charles didn't have great luck. Scots rebelled. He's dead now. Parliament <laughs> rules for 11 years. Bye, Charles. Dead. Bye, Charlie. Um, yeah, so he's dead for a while. Charles II in 1660 finally restores the Stuart name again to mm. the throne. Good time. Uh, it, all the, for a while, and then it gets messy, and then he dies and keeps getting messier. Queen Anne, she is the last Stuart monarch to rule. And then hmm. she dies. Okay. This is when things start happening. Okay. Okay. People start rising up. Everyday folk are, folks are like, can we just keep this separated and stop trying to rule both lands because we're such different people? Mm -hmm. The everyday people are like that. The, the, politi the uh, politicians are like, mm, no. I'm good. <laughs> I want to rule everything. 
all of it. Give me all the land. Give me all the power. Yeah. So basically, yeah. England, Scotland, Wales, Ireland, the whole UK is like a boiling hot mess. Yeah. Which is interesting because they keep trying to rule everyone else's land. And they're like, <laughs> can you just get your own crap together? Good grief. Good grief. Well, maybe if you can control your own land, you won't have to worry about everybody else's land. It's fine. Right. So that's like the political climate at the time. Mm -hmm. Now let's take a step back again and focus on Scotland because it's the best. Um, <laughs> Scotland, before the English really dug their claws into Scotland, they were using the clan system, which is actually very similar to feudalism. Okay. For those historian buffs out there, um, it's like a strong class system. Didn't historically work out too well. For the yeah. clans, it worked for a while until yeah. other political options came around that were better. Mm -hmm. uh, but the clan chief would basically, he would provide land for his clansmen. The chief would divide the land between these clansmen. And then those clansmen would have like tenants that would farm and then give them part of the farming stuff. And like they would, that's how the economy would kind of keep going. And each uh, tenant had serfs. Hmm. which is a familiar term for those familiar mm -hmm. with feudalism, mm -hmm. um, basically indentured servants. So they also, they didn't really deal in money. Mm. That was another thing that was kind of why the It's more English, product of whatever came off the land. Yeah, they mm -hmm. bartered. They used yeah. the bartering system, and it worked for them, but the English were like, dude, you're so uncivilized. Look at us with our coins and stuff. What is it with the English <laughs> wanting to call everyone uncivilized? <laughs> Let's just throw this word around to everyone who doesn't like us. These oh, it drives me crazy. Trading chickens right. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Let them be, English. Money. Let them be. Let them live their lives. Seriously. The chicken is actually more valuable than this thing that you attached value to. To. There it is. <laughs> Again, pro-Scottish. I'm just going to say that right now. Again, bias. If you're pro-English, get out of here. I'm just kidding. Keep listening. Because um, I actually, it's funny because my, uh, the other side of the family, so the, my, this is my grandpa's line that is Scottish, right? Mm -hmm. My grandma's line is English and Irish. Hmm. And her some of the those from her English line are the other side of this whole issue. Okay. So I honestly have family on both sides of this conflict, which makes sense because they're all English and Scottish. <laughs> they were all related anyway. You know, like the yeah. whole families were related. Yeah. Incest and all that stuff. Anyway, um... So, okay, so the tenants and the serfs were required to fight for the clan, um, which gave each clan basically their own mini army, right. which helped them out a lot whenever they would have, and they had a lot of conflicts amongst themselves because Scots are known for being stubborn and a, a little bit aggressive. Again, which is why the English thought they were so barbaric. Yeah. The Scots, then they, they, like, they know what they want, they go for what they want, and they'll fight for it, and then they'll win, and they'll be fine. Like, we'll kill each other over this pig, and then we'll be okay. And we'll be fine we'll after be that. Fine. Once someone's dead, it's it'll be fine. conflict resolution. <laughs> Jeez, you Englishman. Anyway, so yeah, that's why they're kind of viewed as like a rough people, too, because they, I don't know, they were, they were a little rough, but the mm -hmm. lifestyle that they lived required them required to Required it, yeah. Thick-skinned. Anyway, so, anyway. Um... Yeah, they fought all the time. The major, uh, the first major strain came with the Union of England and Scotland in 1603, mm. which is under James, the first James that we talked about, James the Sixth and First, which is so confusing because <laughs> it's two different families uniting. James. Yeah. Anyway, and they use the same name. I feel like the English have, or the Roy the British royal family has like a short list of names they're allowed to choose. Actually, I heard that was real. Is that real? Am I making that up? <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't think it's necessarily like not real. I just know that at a certain point they made it a thing where like if you take the throne, you have to take a name. It can't be necessarily like your name. But Queen Victoria kind of broke that trend. She wanted to keep her name. And then <laughs> I do. He's like, I love you even more now. But I'm, I can't remember if they had like a list of names you chose from. But that is one of the reasons why people have we have like Elizabeth II, Elizabeth III, or like Henry VIII. They all like, have one of five names, right? Basically, yeah. And they I wanted, if I remember that. right, like I forget why they started doing that, but I know that they really wanted to keep certain names and heritages because if you, if you hear, it's like, oh, I know that's English. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, it so does. that's that was the idea behind it. But I don't remember if there was speci- there was a specific list of names. You're the name King James, and you're like you're a British king, you're an English king. Look, like, I know who you are. I know. I yeah. don't even care what the number is after your name. Like, right. I know you're an I, the, the numbers always confuse me because if it's the same name, I'm like I don't remember who you what you did. See, and he was the <laughs> Just... sixth and the first. He was James the sixth if you were going off of his Scottish line. Yep. But he was James the first if you're going off of his English line. Mm-hmm. My word. Like, it's just confusing. It is. It is. Anyway. Hmm. Anyway. Okay. So under James, let's get back on track again. Circling um, back around. Yeah. So James Stewart takes the throne, blah, blah, blah. So the borders, um, let's see. <clears throat> the borders came under uh, stricter controls while the commercial pathways with the South were encouraged. So basically he opened up a lot more uh, industry and trade, mm-hmm. which was great. He did a lot of great things. James, poor James, <laughs> gets a bad rap because of those the dang Church of England. Anyway, <laughs> um, but it didn't take long for Scottish lowlanders to t- like adapt and take advantage of these this English stuff that was being introduced. Because England, right. you know, their trade involved money. Mm-hmm. They expanded their trade borders to like, you know, China and mm-hmm. other parts of Asia and blah blah blah. And the lowlanders of Scotland were like, "This sounds fine. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with this. Let's do it." They were kind of. I'm not going to call them weak, even though the, but highland, here we are. the highland spirit inside me wants to call them weak. What I want to call them is uh, adaptable because they weren't as stubborn with their own lifestyle. They were like open to change, which is not a bad thing. So I'm not going to dog on it just because they were adapting. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> they did well. They did well. They adapted. Yep. They were like, yep, this could be a good boost our economy, blah, blah, blah. Um, James never returned to Scotland, actually, after hmm. he started ruling all of Britain, which was interesting because that's where he, he was from. Yeah. Um, but he demanded that the chiefs, the clan chiefs of Scotland, travel to London to an, pay an annual surety to the crown in return for his protection. Wow. Which is interesting. Yeah, he's like, okay, so I'm ruling both countries now. Um, and in order for my national armies to help protect you against any invaders any or whatever, threat. you have to come and pay me money. And they're like, no. <laughs> what? Okay. So they started doing it. They're like, well, we have a steward on the throne, you know, loyalty to the Scottish bloodline. It's fine. But after a while, like that gets expensive mm-hmm. to go. And they, they didn't just like make a trip, drop off a bunch of cash and then go home. They stayed and like did the English court Thing. Like, mm. you show up to court events, you're fancy, you gotta get nice clothes, blah, blah, blah. You stay there so for even a more long. money and more yeah. time. And you're not at your homeland anymore for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. So your lands aren't being taken care of. And your clans people are not being looked after. 
And so the, your, econ your whole clan economy starts to fall apart because you're not there and you're using the money that you are getting for these things instead of improving your own land. And I don't know. It started to erode, basically, the familial ties of clanship and everything. Because then the clan uh, chiefs had to raise their rents. Because mm -hmm. they're like, well, we can't afford these trips to right. London. Yeah. Like, you got to pay us more money so we can do this. And the clan, the clansmen running these farms are like, what? What? What do you mean? <laughs> We're doing what we can, okay? We're doing <laughs> Anyway, so everything's kind of starting to fall apart. Yeah. So that's one contributor, okay? Another issue was the weather at the time. Hmm. which is really interesting. This mm -hmm. is not at all like political. This is all, there was a mini ice age Ooh. that was happening in the UK. Yeah. And so that's going to affect Scotland more than the mainland yeah. of England. So it's interesting, which limits like their livelihood mm -hmm. because it's free and what they can do off the land. Yeah. yeah. So they had what's called the lean years of Scotland and it was basically consecutive harvests just failed and there was famine mm. and especially in the north in those highlands yeah they had disease they had all mm. the mortality rates skyrocketed it went to let's see what it says um well it went high that's the word i have down here not a number it just high it was high, high mortality rates oh the population dropped 15 percent wow which is like it doesn't sound like it would be big, but compared to like a full pop, like that's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of people. Dying. It's a hard, it's a high percentage for that many people. Yeah. So yeah. it was rough. So it was a constant struggle for survival. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, these clan leaders are still required to like pay their due diligence in London. And it's, it, it, everything was strained. It was not great. It actually encouraged a lot of them to leave Scotland. So it started this, um, which actually part of, I don't know if, I don't know the timeline for my, my own family. I'm pretty sure we hung out there longer because we fought the English during the clearances. But the weather was a big contributing factor to the mass exodus from Scotland to, like, Ireland. Mm. And a lot of those um, immigrants that went to, to Ireland ended up going to the U.S. Yeah. Because it was just better. Things were better over there. Mm -hmm. It wasn't falling apart. Yet. Nearly as much. <laughs> Nearly as much. They had their problems. Everybody has their problems. But... Yeah, so a lot of, by the 1770s, um, immigrations across the Atlantic Ocean were already happening. Hmm. Um, they actually raised public, they responded, sorry, they didn't raise, they responded to publicity campaigns in the press advertising cheap land in North America from 1700 <laughs> to 1815. So clearly, Americans really wanted people to move there. Yeah. Um, so roughly around... <laughs> Which Nine? is kind of funny because once they got there, like, oh, you're from a different place. We're going to give we you your own. You. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're going to give you like your own little section of the city because we don't want to like Scotland. inter. Yeah. Interact with you. That's hilarious. My gosh. You Highland Young you Americans back then, they were terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Yeah. So roughly around 90,000 to 100,000 Scots emigrated during that little ice age. Wow. Like, Peace out, yo. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. It is. So how many were left then, approximately? I, it's tough to say because a lot of them that were left that lived up in the highlands, there there's no like census records. Right. They, it was wild. It was That's the fair. Land of the wild. But a lot still lived there, like a lot more than the English would have preferred. Yeah. And I only say that because they weren't compliant, not that the English necessarily wanted to kill the people they were trying to invade, but more like control. Yeah. And, you know, so enough Highlanders stayed mm -hmm. and were like, this is my land, dang it. I'll freeze to death <laughs> on my own land, dang it. <laughs> the, 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 if I have to do it, I'll do it here. Do it, do it. 
going to die on my own terms. Not in a <laughs> Get out of here. Um, but the lowland plans, uh, you know, when, when everything started happening and, and, like, the economy started changing and the politics started changing and then the Ice Age kind of, the mini Ice Age ruined things, they dissolved and they adapted so quickly to mm. the new agricultural way of mm-hmm. doing things. Um, they basically accepted capitalism as a way of life and they hmm. start that's when they started to view the highlanders as barbaric and outdated interesting because like, they were starting to embrace the ways of the english yeah, and they didn't understand why the highlanders wouldn't wouldn't because yeah they're like well all your stuff is dying you can't afford this clan system anymore why don't you just adapt you stubborn goats <laughs> but like you know the highlanders are proud mm-hmm. they're like yeah. no this is our heritage this is our land mm-hmm. we're gonna stay and i feel like the scots are really big on heritage yes. from even from the few that i've like read about um even in the past hundred years they're very much like i'm scottish and i will scottish. keep to my heritage so that makes a lot of sense because they want to keep with the people that they've known they don't even like being called british really mm-hmm. even though they technically are mm-hmm. let's stay with the irish yeah they're you like, know no, mm-hmm. we are not the english and for good reason the english were not the greatest people no the, no yeah. wonder the americans wanted to separate like it was just it, it's interesting how everyone english is like everyone wanted to get away from them <laughs> and yet they yet yeah, they're still like and we have a royal throne that we just <laughs> love and i'm just like okay guys clearly there's nothing no this is not that great <laughs> get over it no one likes get you <laughs> which is funny because in pop culture like they're so revered still yeah like we wish we were british and had cute little english accents, accents. yeah it's hilarious i'm a hypocrite i'm mm-hmm. a big hypocrite <laughs> i'm like man i'm scottish to the bone but then i'm like i, really I don't know i'm partial people. unlike partial to irish accents if i'm honest they're so cute, they're so cute. They're so anyway moving on I, but any of those accents i would be happy with i would true no same any of them same but anyway, <laughs> I don't think I could ever argue with someone with one of those accents because they would just win by default. Yeah, because you get memorized and caught up and you're like, like you can just keep talking. I'll just yeah, say I'm wrong. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. An English guy at work. I'm like, keep talking. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying, but I'm loving it. You'd be calling me a goat and I'm like, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> fine. Let's this do fine. it. Let's do it. Uh, I love it. Okay, so the weather... So we talked about uh, the the monarchy, the issues with the, the royal bloodline being a factor. Uh, we talked about the weather being a factor. Mm-hmm. Now, this is we're kind of returning back to the religious religious political <coughs> conflict. Have you ever heard of a Jacobite? No. Right. <laughs> what the heck is a Jacobite? I don't know. There's a Jacobite uprising that started to happen. Okay. Jacobites are uh, basically loyalists to the Stuart line, and most of them were Catholic. Okay. Uh, most of them. All of them were Catholic. <laughs> Let <laughs> me correct myself. Catholic. Yeah. So there was there was a religious side to that uprising, and then there was also like you know there were Scotsmen. They're yeah. Like the Stuart line, man. Let's get a Scotsman back on the throne. Yeah. Um. So when the Stuart dynasty was exiled after this glorious revolution, I'm gonna read a thing about what the glorious revolution is, okay? Just so everybody knows what it is. Um. It was a religious and political conflict in Britain that resulted in the institution of England's constitutional. That's what it's called. That's what I was looking for. Not parliamentary. Constitutional monarchy. It basically started limiting the monarchy's overall power over their kingdom and mm. embraced a functioning parliament despite James's, oh, James the seventh slash second's effort. So the first James, it's his son. Yeah. When he became king, he was the one who was like, I love religious freedom. I think you guys should do what you want. Okay? <laughs> okay. I, at the time, I didn't realize this. At the time, the Church of England, not only did, like, 
Henry, King Henry, the one who, you know, instituted the whole let's get away from the Catholic Church because I want to divorce my wives kind of a thing. <laughs> Not only did he change that, mm -hmm. but he also instituted laws that seriously limited anybody who didn't, like, practice his faith, the Church of hmm. England. And James the second slash seventh, what, whoever you are, Jim's calling Jimmy, okay? He's the Jimmy, and then James is the first one. Okay. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> I was like, is she going to realize it? She just did. It's great. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Stewart was the king of England. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. Uh, so James, right? So James was like, I'm going to pull, I'm going to just totally revoke these laws that are limiting people who don't belong to this church because that's ridiculous. Right. Yeah, James, you're right. It is ridiculous. And he was Catholic, so he's like, it also limits me. Yeah. So, like, but I'm, like, the boss. Of right. All of this. And I don't want to be limited. You can't so... tell me I'm wrong. Right. Church of England over there. <laughs> like, I'm letting these people do what they want. And the Church of England is like, wait, he can't do that. Wait, why is he doing wait, that? Wait, why is he doing that? Hang on a second. How do we stop this? So there's this whole glorious revolution was this, that whole political change where everyone is like, stop. Suddenly we don't want an absolute monarch. Suddenly, we don't think that God is inspiring you to rule this nation. We think a bunch of other white dudes should do it. So let's give everybody wigs and call it a parliament and have them rule stuff. So that's like the government. That was the greatest way to put that ever. Oh my gosh, that was hilarious. That is the England we have today. <laughs> You're welcome for the short synopsis. You're welcome. Thank you for coming to my talk. Yeah, but yeah, that's how it happened. Basically, they were like, how dare you try to... It's basically like a president doing an, a bunch of executive orders. Like yeah. every president has done oh, recently. Uh, <laughs> is that too soon? Yeah, Oops. Every, everyone <laughs> has done them. Yeah. But like, it's kind of like... It may that. be mind-blowing, but people have done them for a long time. A long time. <laughs> uh, but it's like if, if you know, some <clears throat> president came in, did a bunch of executive orders, and everyone's like, wait a minute, can he do, do that? that? Stop. <laughs> Stop it. All of these, yeah, all of these religiously like driven politicians, or I should say, politically driven religious leaders, mm -hmm. were like, no, 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 we have to stop this. Mm -hmm. And so, like, it kills me a little bit because I agree with what they did. Like, yeah. you shouldn't have that much power. Yeah. However, <laughs> the reason they wanted to stop him was because he was trying to give them religious freedom, and then it infuriates me that that's what it took. Yeah. For people to be like. Oh, too no. much power, yeah. So, and it's only because the church wanted to keep power yes. they had over the person in power. And that's what's kind of dumb about it, in yeah. my opinion, is like... There's a lot of dumb there. Oh. <laughs> oh, so... So we don't get to actually rule over you? This is a problem. Yeah, it's really... Yeah. And honestly, anyway. I don't know too much about British Parliament, but I feel like, especially at this beginning of it, a lot of Parliament was that politically driven religious leader kind of Oh, for up. sure. Yeah. A lot of archbishops, maybe. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe. I well, and I think that like, that. and I think this is, it started becoming really popular around this time as well for bigger governments to go in that direction. And it's almost kind of like, okay, we're going to fall on this model, mm -hmm. even though it clearly doesn't work very well. Because yeah. <laughs> you can see that even in like Russia in the 1900s and 1800s, like you can see it in Asia to some extent as well. So like, I don't know. I don't know. They, yeah, they set the stage <laughs> for uh, probably modern day democracy. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not a historian. Maybe <laughs> someone else did that. 
but it feels like they were getting closer to a democracy. Yeah. Uh, however, <laughs> I say that, but that's only on the surface. However. However. Because clearly they had ulterior motives. They were like, oh, no, for sure. we gotta still we gotta still oppress these other religions. <laughs> Church of England for the win. Right. Shut up. <laughs> just stop. Just stop dog. Again, I'm not dogging on members of the Church of England because you guys are probably great, but I am dogging on these the leadership. 1600s leadership that mm-hmm. tried to also run the government. I don't know. I feel like James was right. Maybe I'm just so Scottish. I don't know. I, I don't know. But Honestly. James, James was trying to do good. Mm-hmm. And they're like, nope, don't do it that way. No, no. <laughs> nay, nay. <laughs> nay, nay. Um, anyway, so James, when this happened, this glorious revolution, James needed military support because he was, he was being like totally yeah. ganged up on. Um, so he turned to the Scottish clans who were obviously like, yeah, Protestant king for the win. We like freedom. Right. That's why like Highlander has that funny, like, <laughs> they'll never take our freedom. I don't know if you've ever seen Highlander, but there you go. That's there it is Scottish. right there. That's my, that's my Highlander impression. <laughs> freedom. <laughs> that's it. That's as good as it's going to get. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, some of them though did, um, no, I wrote that note wrong. Just kidding. No, they sided with James because he's the he's the bomb diggity. Um, yeah, and they were crazy supporters of religious freedom. Okay, yeah. So they had like a back and forth with mm-hmm. this revolution for a while. For a few, it ran from like 1689 to like 1745. This oh wow! Conflict, basically, yeah. right? That's um, longer than I thought. So that's yeah. impressive. <laughs> well, the tension is there for centuries. Yeah. But the yeah, so that. Count, it was the counter-revolution. To the, so the Glorious Revolution happened. They, they instituted this constitutional monarchy, and the Scottish clans were like, heck no! And then their counter-revolution is what lasted that long. Hmm. Because they would yeah. not give up. Those yeah. Scotsmen, man, they will not stop. At some point... Um, I mean, it's their land, so... They were, yeah, it is! In 1745, uh, they were defeated, sadly. Uh, because of they came under the misguided leadership of Bonnie Prince Charlie. I don't know if you know much about Bonnie Prince Charlie. I like the name. Yeah, <laughs> cute name. It's because he was so young. He was like mm-hmm. early 20s. Oh, wow. And he was like, quote unquote, Scottish king, hmm. if they could have one at that point. I was going to say, was it self-appointed? Well, he was, I think he was a steward, maybe. Wait, no. I feel like I'm related to him and I should know a lot more about this guy. All I know is that he's a long distant guy. cousin who I don't know about. He's a, he's a royal of some kind. He's just okay. not like on the Brit, the like all around British. Like yeah. James was. Um, but he, I think, hold on. Let me fact check myself. Give me a second. He was young. He was not a great, he was not a great leader. <laughs> Probably because he was so young. He had a lot of passion, but he had, was kind of misguided. And that's why they lost, is because he was not great at leading <laughs> people. So, I mean, he, it was a good effort. Okay. He was the elder son of James II. Stuart claimant to the throne. Okay. I don't think he actually ruled. I think he, he was a claimant, so he, like, tried to, hence the revolution, his leading the revolution, because he's like, that would be me. I'm the, I should be the king. <laughs> and then the claimant were like, yeah. You're cute. Yeah, and then the English were like, you? <laughs> Small child. 
take this kid home. Whose kid uh, is this? Whose kid is this? <laughs> Go home, child. Stuart better pick up his kid. <laughs> Jimmy, uh, Jimmy, your child is here again. The front line of the revolution to pick up your child. Thank you. Yeah, that's funny. Hilarious. Poor dude, though. Lots of heart, but like no experience. Mm-hmm. And the clans were also, again, because financially they weren't doing well to begin with. And now they're doing even worse because war is expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, you know, when you're at fighting a war, <laughs> most of your resources go to the war and mm-hmm. you're kind of neglecting what's at home. So even if you have stuff happening at home, it's like, who's going to do two people are there right. attending to that farm, you know? Yeah. Anyway, but Scotland was proud and whatever. Um, and <laughs> whatever. Hardcore judged them. So even after they failed, like England hardcore judged the Scot, the Highlanders at least. They were like, you are the most disloyal people in the entire world. And they're like, heck yes, we are. They proudly, proudly hated the oh, English. Oh, boy. Even though they were still being ruled by the English. I was going to say, wow. Oh, it was rough. So there, that started, it sparked this uh, period of terrorism by the state. So England. The English went in and they started like burning towns. They started confiscating mm. assets like cattle and stuff like that. And they they forbade them from wearing their tartan or kilt, which mm. is like you don't take a Scottish man's kilt. You don't. <laughs> and you don't tell them they can't wear their tartan because they'll strangle you with the tartan. Like, <laughs> you no, know, it's bad. And there was a Aww. lot of um, it was a crime to carry weapons play the bagpipes or speak Gaelic. Does this sound familiar to anybody? Like, come on. <laughs> she just stares at me like, this is terrible. Mm. <laughs> I'm mad. But this is like, this feels like a common thing. Yeah. When people start getting, when like a culture starts getting persecuted and massacred. Oh, for sure. They because taking away the they try first. to dehumanize them by taking them out of the culture they're used to. Yeah. Because the Scots, it sounds like, when I'm picking up on... <laughs> <laughs> From the little I know of this so far yeah. is that they're very, you know, prideful of the heritage and therefore anything that's going to make them feel like they are no longer part of that heritage, no longer Scottish, if you say, so you say or whatever, um, that's going to basically dehumanize them. Yeah. Kind of like what they did as a juice. You know and what I mean? They call them barbaric. Mm-hmm. So they use language. Linguistically, they dehumanize them and then like literally they just take all their stuff mm-hmm. and all of their belongings, uh, the belongings of the rebel clans. Now, notice I say rebel. Because those lowlanders who, like, complied... This is why I was tempted to call them weak at the beginning. They're not weak for, wanting, for like, agreeing to, like, adapt to economic things to make their lives continue to be good. Right. They're weak because they gave up their culture so easily. Yeah. The Highlanders fought it, but the English, they still, like... They were like, well, uh, all this, these belongings to you rebels actually are going to be annexed by the state. So, like, we're going to take these. These are ours now. Okay, thanks. Right. Thank you for that, Scotsman who hates England. Appreciate that. So oh, all of their life. Man. And they claimed it was to promote the Protestant religion, good governance, industry, and loyalty to his majesty, the king. <laughs> can't see my face right now, but I'm like hardcore grimacing. Yeah, she is. Like, what even? No, give me my dang stuff back. Right. See, this is why I respond to political things here the way I do. I'm like, excuse me? My people did not suffer by the hands of the English to put up with this crap. Do not take my kilter bagpipe, you jerk. <laughs> it's all 
<laughs> Clearly, there's still a lot of passion in this one over here, guys. Just a lot of passion. <laughs> My grandpa had that. So I just didn't <laughs> understand it until I started researching this, and then mm-hmm. I got heated. Like I got riled up. Anyway, so. <laughs> oh, regardless of your heritage, too. Like anyone trying to assert more power than they should have in the first place over you, enough to not only tell you you can't speak your own language, to take your own, to take your own personal things that you probably mm-hmm. bought with your own money or made with your own hands, is telling someone that you are lesser than I am, yeah. and therefore, like, I have the right to take this because I have power, quote unquote. And that's my problem with it. It's just this idea that, like, okay, I'm allowed to do this because I have power and you don't. <laughs> and then the angsty teenager inside of me is like, excuse me, you can't tell me what to do. Yeah, don't try to. Right, don't try to. And I don't even, I don't want to get personally political <clears throat> right here because it's not that kind of a podcast. But if they take the weapons that these Highlanders are trying to use to defend themselves against these yeah. tyrants, yeah. excuse you. Mm-hmm. That's why America rebelled. Yeah. They shot you guys. Remember that? <laughs> Remember, I guess Remember how you happened. lost the war when you weren't supposed to? That's because we did that. It hadn't happened quite yet, but close. It was like leading. It's like, okay, I guess this Around first. the same time period, but yeah. still, like, good yeah. grief, you English. That, step one, guys. Step one. Take my freaking sword. I will kill you. Jeez. Yep. I get it. Gets me fired up. Anyway. <clears throat> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so the dispossession that had already taken place in the borders became this model for the highlands, uh, but with one important detail uh, mm-hmm. difference. The former lowlanders moved to the city to get jobs. Okay. And the cities kind of absorbed them, and they created their own slums to accommodate the crowds, mm. which... Mm. Yeah. Why not just let them stay where they were? Right. Oh, because they didn't have jobs where they were because you took their jobs. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the mountains in the Highlands prevented that as an option. They didn't have like a city area for everyone to kind of gather towards mm. to help try to help each other survive. They didn't have that. It was a bunch of mountains. Mm. So the poor people died on the mountain. You know, Aww. they just kind of like hung out on the mountain. But they did find they did find another solution for some people. So landowners consolidated their estates in an effort to extract profit. Mm. A lot of them went bankrupt, um, and when they did, trustees moved onto the land, mostly English trustees. <laughs> um, She's like, let me emphasize. Let me emphasize a lot of these were English. Not, not all of them. Some of them were like the lowlanders who basically became English. Mm-hmm. So they were kind of Scottish, but like had adapted so much of the English lifestyle that they were basically English. I don't, I'm not even going to make the difference. Like they're traitors. Anyway. Uh, so these, trust- <laughs> anyway, <laughs> they moved onto the land. These trustees, these lowland lawyers and English people who lacked any clan based fidelities, they like did not care about the, the, the familial ties and heritage involved in these clans mm. and the land. They Which is care. fascinating to me because the English hold to such a high regard, like the ancestry line of the royal family. And so it's almost kind of like they're like, well, ours matters. Ours matter, but yours, but yours doesn't. doesn't. <laughs> because you're just a clan. We are a literal nation. Oh, well, they gosh. Were little nations. They were yeah. like, that's what Scotland was, was a bunch of little nations. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, so these trustees hmm. moved on the land, didn't care about the actual heritage there, so they were, like, motivated by profit. They didn't sympathize with these poor people at all. Yeah. So I said this this was a solution, but it's not really a solution. It's more of an outcome. This is just a result. <laughs> so either the poor people died on the mountain, or these trustees kind of uh, brutally mass evicted them. 
This is where the clearances thing gets like its violent connotations mm. because these these new landowners are like, mm, you're not a profitable tenant because you're poor. So how about you leave? And they're like, this is our home. Yeah. <laughs> We've been working on this land for generations, generations. So I don't know what you're talking the about. The leader that used to be here, like, that, that was the one thing. So, like, feudalism may not work as a concept. But the clan system worked as long as it did because the clan leaders took care of their people. Mm -hmm. And that's why these poor people are like, you're not going to help take care of us and, like, make this work? Mm -hmm. No, we just care about profit and you're not profitable, so goodbye. <laughs> and they're like, okay. I, they, this is why you can't trust the government, kids. Um, <laughs> they're like... They're like this, this crazy <laughs> government setup that the clan system had. They could trust their government. They were yeah. like, "This is what we've done for generations. We've trusted them, and they've taken care of us. Now it's biting us in the butt because now we can't be self-sufficient. Right? We don't know where to go. We don't yeah. know what to do because we've been farmers our whole lives. Right? Industry was foreign to them mm -hmm. because unlike the Lowlanders, they didn't. They weren't geographically where they could adapt at either. Mm -hmm. That's another point. Like the Lowlanders were right there next to town. <laughs> they could just literally hop over the road. <laughs> and be like, hey, I'm gonna be a shoemaker now. <laughs> but like the Highlanders are like, I got a goat. That's all I got. I don't know where the nearest town is. <laughs> Five days that way, you know. <laughs> Five days time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, it was it was the worst. So they brutally <laughs> evicted a lot of these people, mm. and probably they they had the same methods as the English, obviously too, where they would right. just burn the farm buildings down. God basically like hey the farm's not profitable the people aren't profitable let's just like burn it all down and start fresh <laughs> that was their attitude except these are human beings that right they're down and starting fresh with anyway see i'm getting heated again yeah <laughs> anyway. but the burning is partially if i remember correctly from your um prequel backstory is where one of your characters is drawn from is during that time period right there parents get burned. yeah yeah that's what i remember anyway yeah. just wanted to plug that in <laughs> yeah because and it's just because they're not at that time profitable uh -huh. i feel like everything has its phase mm -hmm. and that sometimes people need help getting to the next phase and they didn't have mm -hmm. the patience for that mm -hmm. because they didn't adapt as quickly as the lowlanders so they're like well you're useless to us yeah bye bye Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So those large landowners who managed to keep their land did it by consolidating farms into larger estates for sheep rearing. So they basically went from, like, farming to, like, livestock. Mm hmm Which was fine. Like, it, it worked. It um, made them more money than their previous ways of making money. Um, in the years after the 45 uprising, everyone's way of life was under threat. Unused pieces of land unsuitable for cattle and used traditionally by cotters, which were those serfs that like, you know, manned the fields, could be repurposed for sheep, sheep farming advanced, and evictions rose. So the more sheep that they did, they needed more land for that too, which is why they burned a lot of the stuff down. They're like, make room for the sheep. Bye. <laughs> sheep are more profitable than people. Get out of here. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs> so yeah. So that began the rough 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 part of like what is in in like at least in when i picture the highland clearances that's the part i i picture is burning people's homes to the ground and kicking them out to make room for their own profitable game mm, yeah there was okay <laughs> i labeled the section plagues and famines and crap <laughs> lots of stuff happened man um 
the living situations on it, the highlands and the lowlands, they didn't, they were really great. Like I said, they made slums in the lowlands, right? Mm-hmm. So in the lowlands, they had the slums. In the highlands, they had these uh, landowners who didn't know what to do with all these dying highlanders, basically. Um, they were, these highlanders got so used to that whole mentality of like their social superiors taking care of them and providing aid and blah, blah, blah. Um, the landowners did what they could, I guess. Some of them did. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them were like, we're being, I guess. We're being kind of nice. Like, we're giving them kind of some stuff that they need. Why are they, they should st- appreciate our Why help. are they still dying, dang it? Um, our charity is so charitable. <laughs> anyway. So like our they, charity is so charitable. It's so charitable. <laughs> they would go to their the state and be like, I don't know what to do. Like, these mm-hmm. dang Highlanders, they won't leave. They're dying. They're taking up space. We've tried to have, some of some of the landowners just straight up evicted. They didn't even go to the state first. They were just mm. like, oh, I'm just gonna burn just this. leave. Just get out of here. Yeah. But not all of them did. And so the state was like, okay, well, how about this? These Highlanders aren't gonna leave on their own. So why don't you bribe, essentially bribe them, give them financial incentives to get them to emigrate somewhere else? Right. And so they did. So the more charitable, well, the nicer landowners. <laughs> We're like she's like well I mean <laughs> say say nice things about them but they're like also the same kind of group of people that like burned people's homes to evict them right and that's just that's garbage. just not okay yeah. yeah but some of them the nicer ones who didn't resort to burning were like hey everything's better without you here's money go to Australia <laughs> and a lot of them did so like Jeez. let's see if I can find the number again uh so ten thousand Highland emigrants during the clearances emigrated to Canada. Never to return. And 5,000 went to Australia. All of it paid by the landowners. They literally were like, we will give you money to right. get out of here. And some of them were so desperate at that point, they were like, well, we have no other Where options. Where to go? Yeah. Guess we're Canadian now. <laughs> Looks like that's Just happening. Give me a moose and call me Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> give me a moose and hello syrup. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But if you didn't know that we were American, you do now. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But that was good. Then others, like the Duke of Argyll, he like... Oh, what a name. Up, right? He served up eviction notices and just kicked everybody out. Gosh. I feel like the more you say, the more I'm just like... <laughs> disgusted by... This is just terrible. It is. It is. So The, the one, fact that I've never really even heard or read about it is just fascinating. Well, Sorry, continue. Very few... And I'm not saying this is right or wrong. I'm saying it is wrong. Very few (laughs) massacres of white people are Are recorded. Most of the time, it's minorities. Not necessarily faulting anyone because they're just as horrible. Most of the time, the massacres involving white people we talk about are the ones done by white white people. Yeah. But in this case, it's like English versus they're all white. They're white people killing white people. But Mm -hmm. it's just as much of a massacre as like Rwanda. I guess Rwanda wasn't white people. Mm Mm-mm. Bad, but bad example it, Sorry, but it's still a terrible down. event i, I had to write read and write a whole book about it but massacres yeah. are horrible just all around like let's yeah. forget all of the race and culture differences like massacres should never happen yeah but yeah so the western highlands the population fell by a third Jeez. a third if you so, weren't killed you were you were encouraged to leave some of those were my people like the gun clan Jeez. were actually they were big sassy components in the highland clan they would not leave they're like excuse you we'll kill you first we'll die on this hill <laughs> literally and some of them did yeah some of them did like they ended Jeez. up so a lot of them ended up in the states at some point so some of them did go ahead and leave i'm actually curious now at if they left be on their own mm-hmm. or if they left because they got money from their landowner yeah 
Like, I don't know. That'd be an interesting fact to know. Cause then you would know like, okay, like they were fed up there enough to leave or mm-hmm. they were like, no, I'm, I'm, what's the word? I'm so not strung out on my heritage. I don't know why that's the phrasing <laughs> I wanted like, to use. Yeah. Yeah. It was, but like, you know what I mean? They yeah. were just so stubborn to the fact that like, no, this is my land and my family has been here for generations and you've been here for all of a minute. Like, why would I leave? So you know, but at the same time, I'm not even surprised because if you look at the English historically, even during this time period, they were taking over what they called, um, they were doing the colonization period of like, yeah. you know, I'm going to take New Guinea. I'm going to take, you know, these parts of Africa and I'm going to call them um, savages, but I'm going to make them civilized. Right. And I'm going to use them as slaves and like, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And so like the British were pretty terrible. I think we know that through history, but I don't know why we don't talk about this part enough because i had no idea but it yeah. doesn't surprise me no, i'm just like door before they st- i mean not before because they did go abroad mm-hmm. for a long time before this but like they they did it just as much to their next door neighbors as they did to the cultures across oh yeah the sea. for like, sure it was no different. but it was, it's almost kind of like oh it's white people so it's fine yeah. <laughs> i'm like wow yeah yeah <laughs> you it, know what it, i mean exactly because i'm sure they My they learn people. about it in the uk oh, probably yeah. more so than we do which is understandable to mm-hmm. an extent but and they like so the lowlands the takeover was so gradual that most of the families from the lowland parts of scotland don't take it bitterly they're like Mm. it's just what happened yeah how england came to be over here yeah the highlands because it was so abrupt and so aggressive yeah because they wouldn't adapt they they view it very bitterly they're like absolutely we still hate the english like we are still holding a grudge about Mm -hmm. this so if you ever go to Scotland, ask them about the Highland clearances. Yeah, don't. don't <laughs> Start don't up a fire. <laughs> so there's like, uh, the Highland landscape is still dotted with ruined cottages as oh. a result of the Highland clearances. Like you can go up there and there's like. Archaeologically there. speaking, I'd be fascinated to dig up a site though. I really I would. I wonder if any like castles got possibly if if they had if they really did have some sort of hierarchy where like okay you have the head of the clan but is there someone above him that that person would probably have some sort of bigger mm-hmm. estate or even i mean i'm sure it's not really called an estate i'm sure it's not really like an estate but like a similar bigger property bigger house kind of idea yeah. naturally throughout human history that's just a thing people who are of held to a higher standard whether that be a priest a lot of people ancient societies so someone who's associated with the gods or whatever mm-hmm. had a bigger area where they lived yeah. um, because they got a lot of that money from the property from you know wherever yeah. people like giving sacrifices and a lot of people take it for themselves and like etc so like i could easily see that being part of the the clan system even though it was a little bit more diverse it sounds like yeah but i could easily see that um from that time period specifically though if anyone really built castles i feel like it'd be more of an english thing oh no the scots built castles but like I'm, that's what i'm saying though, is sure. that like i could definitely definitely see the english also Taking building yeah. yeah so maybe the if it it probably wasn't there. destroyed you yeah. know what i mean the landowners probably just took over the clan leaders mm-hmm. the chief's house mm-hmm. i also realized i quoted the wrong movie earlier i wasn't quoting <laughs> highlander i was quoting braveheart good grief <laughs> no, you're better than that God, so much. I didn't even question it either. Yeah, you're like, that's fine. That's, that's fine. That's totally it. Right. Yeah. Because I've never seen Highlander. So Have I'm you like, seen Braveheart? I've seen Braveheart. Yeah. It's just been a hot second. It's, like this, it's not the same. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. It's a different plot. But it is like the same setting. Yeah. It's time period. Clear, the Highland Clearances. Yeah. Yeah. It's rough. It's been a minute since I've watched it, though. But I remember 
I think we were in high school. People were making fun of it for a long time. And I can't remember why. And that's not when it came out either. So I'm like, no. why is this? Why is this new? <laughs> why is this a thing? Did y'all just now grow up and see it? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. You up now? Welcome to adulthood. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, so but. some historians are like, well, we can't ble- like blame all the greedy landowners and the monarchy for the Highland clearances. Some of the blame has to be given to like, the economics, the weather, the potato yeah. famine, stuff like Which that. Which is fair. And I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Still doesn't make it okay <laughs> that the English did that. Still doesn't. No, I, I agree. If anything, that. it makes them strategic. Because they're like, this is the perfect, this is the perfect time Mm -hmm. to do it because they're not going to have the resources to fight back properly. Yeah. Some people, which is unfortunate. Some people who probably are just also as biased as I am just on the other side of it, (laughs) view it too. And they're like, well, the Scottish clans backed the wrong king. Like they backed the problematic king Mm. in that revolution. And that brought more problems on themselves. Problematic? Nay, nay. (laughs) But whatever, <laughs> that's a matter of opinion too. Nay, oh, um, nay. <laughs> absolute power is not right, but in that case, he was in the right. Yeah. So I don't know. I it's don't a complicated know. situation. Desperate times for all levels. And that's what society. I kind of think. That this is the this is why though studying history is so worth it. I think because we read things like this and, and we're reminded, oh, we really are pretty terrible as humans, we aren't are. we? To like all do of this. Us are- yeah. Remember that, kids. All Remember that, kids. Garbage. Thanks for coming to our TED Talk. <laughs> we're all <laughs> we're all terrible. <laughs> Love it, but it's so true though because you read this and you think, oh, like, yeah, we do this to everyone. It's not oh, just right. because of a race. It's not just because of a religion necessarily. It's really just because we're terrible people, and the, the more power we give to ourselves like mm-hmm. the worst it's gonna be You're like controlling other people that's what it comes yeah down that's to. really what it comes down to a and lot of people find themselves the superior culture which is why a lot of people like when they're talking about massacres they attribute it to like racism for example which could be true it's just mm-hmm. that they view their culture better like yeah like, well it's ethnocentrism english were so much more superior than literally everybody in the universe so no oh no you're gosh not. it's terrible yeah. and it's so interesting the more you read about them though because like they literally have this idea of like well we're the center of the western world to the <laughs> <laughs> to the left of us <laughs> to the left of us you see the americas to the right like if you're looking at a map to the right yeah. of us you see the the asian you know the asian centers or whatever middle east like it's they literally thought because we are the center of the world we are the center of the world that's why and like everything is in reference to them mm-hmm. the west the east it's mm-hmm. all it's all relative it's all re- to them. reverence yeah and relevance so to them i know i'm bashing the english a lot in this episode but i do love british television <laughs> and i would probably marry an englishman in a second <laughs> Shout out to all the single men out there. Any single Englishman out there. (laughs) Hit me up. I still probably will like you. (laughs) I don't hate you that much. We can we can intermingle. It's It's fine. Like yeah, it's just the governments I hate. Love it. I didn't even bring my tartan scarf today. Oh man! I said I was going to, and then I lied to your face. I didn't bring. Wow. I know. I'm disappointed in myself. I'm disappointed. I actually, I'm not. Okay. So fun fact: it's not my tartan. It is my fictional character's tartan. It's Elsie's tartan, the McLeod clan tartan. I do have something with my tartan on it, the gun clan. Mm -hmm. My last name, guys, is not gun, but (laughs) part of the gun clan. (laughs) Fun fact. My real last name is not at all relevant, actually, because I don't, I think it's English. Yeah, I think it is, too. 
Good to look into that. My maiden name is super German. So there's no question about where my genius. And if you go back on my mom's side, two generations, her maiden name is also German. German. Yeah, I'm very German. So I can't, I have no sense in this at all. A whole different continent. It's fine. You know what though? Do you know what part of Germany your family's from? I'd have to look at it on a map because I can't pronounce it, but I can find it on a map. She's like, I'm about to pull no, it mostly up. Mostly because there, I have an episode planned. Do you really? Yeah. Because I could easily like, yeah, I could easily tap into some familial history. Do it. What's out. really cool though, and this is a whole tangent side note from what we were talking about, <laughs> but it's fine. Maybe we'll do an episode on my family at some point too. But like my grandma on my dad's side has a really cool story. She's literally from Germany during World War II. And so it's cool like how much my f- family on that side really is rooted in German culture. And like if she's even around someone who speaks German for more than five minutes, it comes back to her because she's so quick witted. Oh my gosh, be they'd be hilarious. Cause she, and my grand, my grandpa, who's also German, he's just two generations, you know, American or whatever. It's hilarious because he's also quick witted. Like that's such a German thing. And they're very obnoxious and they're very, <laughs> very in your face. <laughs> Very in your face. Like, I love them. Don't get me wrong, but they definitely are yeah. like, I want to tell you how it is, and then we're going to make it a joke, and yeah. you're going to laugh. Like, we like our beer, and we like our... <laughs> yeah, so, anyway. My grandpa, is, this is the same grandpa who hates the English. Yeah. He's not... I think he is German distantly, maybe, I think. Mm. I say that tentatively because I also know he wishes he were more German. Mm. Because he did his, re- his medical residency in Germany, in Göttingen. Oh, that's right. And so he speaks fluent German. He actually speaks other languages too, but with a German accent sometimes. Mm. So like when he speaks Spanish, he sounds like a German trying to speak Spanish. Yeah. His Spanish is fluent. Don't get me wrong, but his accent is like, you are European, my bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my grandma, she, they, she escaped from Germany because they live on the Russian occupied side. That's a whole story within itself. But I remember she came over and she was 15. So she's had an accent since she was 15, but because she lived in Cleveland coming over Cleveland, Ohio, go to Cleveland, Ohio. Shout out to Cleveland. Yeah. Shout out to Cleveland. They have a really thick accent too. So it's kind of like her accent's a little bit different than my grandpa's because it's kind of German influence. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of fun to hear her talking to my grandpa back and forth. And especially if she does use some German words here and there, like it's fun to hear that and to like hear her part of her culture. But I'd love to see her interact with your grandpa because if she could hear German, she'll, she'll pick it back up. He gets so giddy when people talk German to him. We had a plumber mm-hmm. one time come over and he was a German fellow. And he had a thick accent. He was speaking English to us at first. And then my grandpa was like, he heard that accent. And he like latched on like a leech. He was like, German. <laughs> this is my opportunity. To, yeah, and they talked for like 45 minutes. I was like, is oh, he ever going to work on the toilet? Like, Right. <laughs> are we ever going to leave? What are you here for? <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's a little bit of family history thrown in with the Highland Clearances. Uh, yeah. So, that's what I learned. I ended up taking all of it super personally, even though I was researching it on behalf of a fictional character. Yeah. I was like, oh man, I'm, it's going to be a hard prequel to write. I yeah. think I'm excited for that one though, because that dynamic of relationships is so fun oh, when you're talking about so it. Cute. Yeah. You guys are going to love them. You're going to love uh, them. I love them. <laughs> keeper companion duo. They are super funny. Um, she is like quintessential Scottish woman. Yeah. Like, <laughs> definitely in my head this is before i saw brave by the way Mm -hmm. elsie looked like merida Mm -hmm. and then brave came out and i'm like you're like that's it what What did disney 
get out of my head. What? Stop. It's crazy. So you know, as a writer, sometimes you have those moments where you like meet someone in real life or you see someone on TV and you're like, how did they know that that was my character? It's freaky. Yeah, it is. Anyway, yeah, I'm really excited about that prequel too. I'm also really happy that I finally got to talk about the Highland Clearances to somebody because literally, unless you're a fan of Outlander, mm-hmm. which actually, I don't watch the show, but I did look up to see how historically accurate it is. It actually is fairly historically accurate. She did her research when she wrote those books. Wow. Um. So for any of you who watch that show, pick up accurate. on that history. Like, yeah. good for you, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't watch the show. I probably will never watch the show. That's but fair. Uh, nobody else really knows much about the Highland Clearances, so... Props to you for mm-hmm. watching media that teaches you stuff and listening to this podcast, which also teaches you stuff. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. And we'll definitely do be doing this again. Um, if you liked this episode, oh, do you have any final thoughts, Caitlin? Um, you know, not this week. <laughs> not this week. <laughs> Good episode, bro. Good episode. <laughs> Good episode. Well, I have a book coming out next month. Woohoo! I'm super excited the about this one. Prints. Mm-hmm. It's so cute, guys. If you haven't listened to our Great Depression episode last time, what was it? It was the Forbidden Gold, wasn't it? Forbidden Gold. That one was fun. Uh, (laughs) Remember back when? (laughs) That one was a good time whenever we recorded that. That one, yeah. So if if you haven't listened to it, listen to it. It's very relevant to the Bedtime Prince, which comes out at the beginning of April. Not like April 1st. I think it's the 5th, Mm -hmm. I believe. That's like a Friday, I think, or maybe a Thursday. I don't know. Just week. kidding. It's a Monday. I lied. Monday? <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh dang. Anyway, moving on. Uh, but yeah, I have that coming out. I have a Patreon. If you're interested in anything more, Patreon. Um, Patreon.com/slash Renee Tanson. Um, yeah, and if you like this episode, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe so that you're notified when subscribe. we get more episodes. Mm-hmm. Wherever you're listening, please review us because you know we. We, we like, appreciate that. We appreciate reviews, especially the good reviews. But I mean, if you've got a bad review, you've got a bad review. We're not the English. We're not going to burn down your house. <laughs> You're welcome. For the That's for the two-star review. No, it's good. Um, You're welcome. But also, like, we have an Instagram mm-hmm. at Let's Dabble Podcast. So if you wanted to ever send us a message about what weird Keep stuff Keep up to date about our next stuff coming out. We'll post random yeah. stuff here and there. It's great. It's It'll be time. wonderful. And you'll love it. And we'll love talking to you. So (laughs) this has been Renee. And this is Caitlin. Thanks for dabbling with us.